0: Good time of day that you are listening to this podcast. This is once again another episode of the Marcus Woodard Show. Thank you for listening. Uh, today it is about 930 at night on February 26th. For those of you uh, interested or wondering. Um, it I was going to say it was kind of a slow news week. Um, I like to start off with news. But um, it, we're still reeling from the shooting in Florida. Um, I do don't apologize for this position um i don't know what exactly we need to do about guns but we do need to do something because i don't know what i can tell my kids or grandkids should i have them or future generations um what i I don't know what i can say to them that makes this sort of regular occurrence okay um i i do see there are a lot of kids speaking out um i think that's good um i saw a uh a Facebook post about how the ACLU is concerned that students are going to be punished if they do walk out in protest of this sort of thing. Um, Basically, the summation is uh, the the schools can still punish you for walking out, but they can't punish you because you're politically protesting or you're making some sort of statement. Um, I want to read an article that was published on the American Civil Liberties Union's website. Um, it was by, It's by Vera Eidelman. I, I do not know who she is. Um, but the article is called, Can Schools Discipline Students for Protesting? Uh, sh- spoiler alert, not really. The article. Students around the country are turning last week's heartbreaking school shooting in Parkland, Florida into an inspiring and exemplary push for legislative change. In the last few days, many people have asked whether schools can discipline students for speaking out. The short answer... It depends on where, when, and how students decide to express themselves. Plans for coordinated student walkouts have been making national news and have already engendered disciplinary threats from some school administrators. Since the law in virtually all jurisdictions requires students to go to school, schools can typically discipline students for missing class even if they're doing so to participate in a protest or otherwise express themselves. But what the school can't do is discipline students more harshly because they are walking out to express a political view or because school administrators don't support the views behind the protest. In other words, any disciplinary action for walking out cannot be a response to the content of the protest. Before deciding whether to join a political walkout, students might want to find out what policies govern discipline for absences in their state, school district, and their particular school so that they are aware of potential consequences. They should also know that, in addition to walkouts, there are actions they can take for which schools cannot legally impose punishment. We hope schools recognize that even when they are within their right to discipline students for protests, that doesn't always mean they should. For example, during school hours, students cannot be punished for speaking out unless their speech disrupts the functioning of the school. This is because, as the Supreme Court recognized in a 1969 decision upholding the right of Mary Beth Tinker to wear an armband to school in protest of the Vietnam War, students do not lose their constitutional rights at the schoolhouse gate. This makes sense given their, given the educational purpose of our school system. As the court held in an earlier decision finding that students cannot be obligated to salute the flag, students', rights, students speech rights must be scrupulously protected if we are to have any hope of educating the young for citizenship and teaching students not to discount important principles of our government as mere platitudes while what qualifies as disruptive will vary by context courts have typically held that students do have the right to wear expressive clothing that doesn't target fellow students or disrupt class in addition to tinker the aclu has successfully represented students asserting their rights to wear clothing and excuse me, to wear clothing expressing anti-abortion views, support for the LGBT community, and even opposition to the ACLU itself. Outside of school, students enjoy essentially the same rights to protest and speak out as anyone else. This means that students are likely to be the most protected if they organize, protest, and advocate off-campus and outside of school hours. Some schools have attempted to extend their power to punish students even for off-campus online expression. While courts have differed on the constitutionality of such punishments, the ACLU has challenged such overreach. We clearly have a lot to learn from the students of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School and their peers nationwide. Their activism inspires confidence in the future of our democracy, and their students should be proud of them. We hope these schools—we hope those schools—recognize that even when they are within their right to discipline students for protest, that doesn't always mean they should. End of article. Um, I'm all for that. I am a huge believer in the First Amendment um, and I think that's good. I I really like the idea that kids are speaking about this. I don't know if any students are planning to protest in the Grand Forks area where I am located. I do know some students in those schools. Um, I hope that they do smart things um, and I'll just leave it at that because that can get me in a lot of trouble uh the the one thing I do another thing I do want to say about guns is that um people point to the Second Amendment as basically allowing you to have a nuclear arsenal because the framers wanted that. Well that's not really true because it's called an amendment. It can be changed as technology changes we're, we're not seeing a lot of muskets anymore and I know that we can amend and update amendments because I can't shout fire in a crowded theater. Otherwise I would do it all the time, except I wouldn't because it's a giant safety concern. Those are my thoughts on the matter. Um, Next week I've I've had a few people tell me uh, I need a guest. We're we're working on getting some guests. Next weekend, um, this Sunday is going to be the Oscars. I'm going to once again take to the Facebook and the Twitter to talk about things in real time as they happen. I really like Jimmy Kimmel. I thought he did a very good job hosting the Oscars last year, except for that really long bus bit towards the end. That got really, really long and drawn out and bad. Otherwise, he was perfect. He was hitting every note. He was fine. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Woodard. And that word Mr. is spelled out. So that's Mike Indi- Indigo. Let me start over. Mike Indigo Sierra Tango Echo Romeo Underscore Woodard. Whiskey Oscar Oscar Delta Alpha Romeo Delta. Um, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you can find all my commentary there and you can even comment on it. I might even read it or like it. Uh, moving on, uh, I have been given some questions by a donor once again. Uh, I'm going to answer those questions aloud. Some of these questions are fairly vague and open ended, uh, so I'm going to take those as I will because I can't answer my show um, unless he tells me, hey, answer this more specific question in which case i'll do it um favorite eateries that's all it says um i think probably the best meal i've ever had in my life was at uh it was at a brazilian steakhouse in minneapolis it's called fogo de chow and it is it is fantastic it is all you can eat just meat there's a salad bar but stop it there's um what happens is you're given a small cardboard circle and one side is red. One side is green. When you flip it from red to green, people come to your table with giant chunks of meat on a spike and they will carve you off a, a chunk of lamb or pork or brisket or whatever they just happen to have. And it is, it's, it's wonderful. Um, it, I, it's not vegan friendly. Don't expect that. Um, Go to the salad bar or go to any salad bar. Uh, this is kind of a high-end place. I think it was like 80 bucks for lunch or dinner or something. It was well worth it because it was really good meat. Uh, so there's that. Um, and there are my arteries. So let me have my constitutional right to clog them. Uh, in town, um, I really like Season's Restaurant in East Grand Forks uh, for breakfast foods. Uh, let's see. Darcy's Cafe, always a rock-solid choice. Uh, for dinner I, I like the, the faux place I'm not a great faux mind um, But I like it uh, I'm probably eating it wrong I'm like no you have to eat it with this sauce And so I'm like no Can I just have soup and noodles Yay that's all I need uh, Let's see I'm just thinking about it um, Fat Alberts Does not get enough love As a sandwich purveyor they had the great idea of putting uh, of putting chicken strips and ham and marinara and onions. I get it without the onions, but whatever. Uh, on a sandwich, that's fantastic. Um, they also have great pizzas from Slapshot Pizza. It's a Slapshot Pizza. Fat Alberts. It's, it's wonderful. Go there. Um, what else do I enjoy? Uh, Mama Maria's on the East Side. Also, pretty much all my favorite restaurants are on the East Side now. Um, if I had, if I was not on a carpeted floor, I would pour some out for Whiteies. Um, I think Whitey's becoming Sickies is kind of a kind of a bummer because uh, Whitey's was there for. This is really Grand Forks centric. If you're not listening in Grand Forks, this is going to be a great couple of minutes podcasting for you, and I do not apologize. Uh, it was a restaurant that was here forever. It was a bar. It was a speakeasy back during the times of Prohibition, uh, and it was. There forever And it was Whitey's And Whitey's existed with a couple of different owners And in a couple of different ways For a while and it was great And then it became Sicky's Garage Where uh, Whitey's was kind of, an, uh, kind of an upscale place You could get a good steak And and you could also get a burger basket at the bar But um, now Sicky's is one of these restaurants That has like 97 beers on tap And you can, literally, this is true You can get a burger with two grilled cheese sandwiches For buns which is just kind of a stark departure I'm not a huge fan I'm sure I'll eat it at some point I, You know, I don't even know if I would eat it That's a lot of not. That's a lot of artery clogging For one day And I, as I just came off Talking about Fogo de Chao um, But No, there is a line And that's too much um, it was. I did go to Sikki's When it was in its old location I thought it was good um they had a good soup. I like good soups. Um I had a good soup at um board the boardwalk. That was a, they had a good soup there. Um I I like the chicken tortilla soup from the red pepper. Uh I know it's it's nothing special, but you know, sometimes you just want a warm bowl of yellow thick liquid with little bits of chicken in it. Um that answers question one. He has 10 and I'm, I'm happy to do it. Um, question number two, best pet. That's all it says. Uh, I'm going to take that as, as a sort of very open-ended again. I'm not sure what the best pet would be. Um, I would like an otter, but though, cause I, I don't want a pet that sheds, but otters need a tank to live in with water. Um, and that, that's not great. Um, I want to fit i i like i like the idea of fish but then you can't cuddle a fish I, I i think pets should be something kind of cuddly and warm uh hamsters are too small and same with gerbils um i like dogs and cats but sometimes I'm like oh, crap i have to get a brush now this is bogus uh so there's that i uh i like cats i like dogs i like most animals except Sometimes when dogs bite me, I'm like, uh, at first, I'm like, hmm, strange dog, get away from me. Uh, But otherwise, I'm fine. Uh, Number three, what is my favorite moment at the Oscars? Boy, I... There have been some good monologues. I'm looking forward to next week's Oscars. Um, By the way, I have only seen about one of the Oscar-nominated movies by this time. Uh, That was Dunkirk. Dunkirk was not a good movie. Dunkirk was a great movie. Um... My favorite moment at the Oscars, boy. Last year's uh, clusterfuck at Best Picture. That was fun to watch. It was very much a what is going on moment, as we all know. Um, What do I want? My uh, uh, favorite moment at the Oscars? For some reason, this sticks out in my mind. George Clooney... Winning uh, best supporting actor, it was the Siriano year. I think this was like two thousand five, and he gave a kind of smug speech that got parodied in South Park later. And then John Stewart, I don't even remember exactly what he said, but he said something snarky, and that's this was really good. John's really peak John Stewart years for me, Uh, so that was cool. Uh, so that's maybe my favorite moment at the Oscars. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a lot to say. Watching the Oscars will probably jog my mind. I'm like, oh, I remember when uh, when Anne Hathaway tried to not look like she was trying to carry James Franco along, who could not be more uninterested in everything going on around him. Uh, so, moving on to question four: National Wacky Holiday Announcement. I googled this uh, today. February 26th, although it's not that anymore, or won't be that much that way for probably two hours. (coughs) It is National Pistachio Day. Let me get you uh, some more holidays real quick. See, tomorrow, the 27th. That is polar bear, polar bear day. Boy, polar bear. I'm going to go back a bit to the the best pet question. I would like a polar bear, except for the fact that a bear could eat me. Uh, the 28th. That is public sleeping day. That could or uh, er, wait, no, we don't have a 28th. Abort. No, stop. Okay. Um the the first of March. That's National Pig Day. Uh number march 2nd that is employee appreciation day my boss might be a listener to this show uh march 3rd is caregiver appreciation day uh, march 4th is peach blossom day and that'll be the oscars so that'll be fun to watch uh that's a week of wacky holidays um guest of the day i don't have a guess i don't i don't know if, getting a guest every week in the beginning stage of this is kind of hard <coughs> so, um, we're going to, we're going to get some more, we're going to get some phone guests. Um, hopefully we're working on doing something live, uh, that you can watch if you wanted to, um, or not. And you can just be like, I don't want to watch that, but I would listen to it. And i will be, I will appreciate that. Uh, six word of the day, uh, validate to make legally valid. Uh, I just Googled word of the day. And I was kind of hoping for some sort of Scripps National Spelling Bee word with like nine consonants in a row and that you would never actually use in real life some sort of scientific term like and it would be like the small part of your spine that sticks out uh, and causes pain. I don't know. So the sorry for that sort of bummer on Word of the Day. Theater bites... Uh, what's playing where? What is playing? This, this is interesting. Um, in early March, the second weekend in March, uh, Monty Python Spamalot School Edition will be at Grand Fork Central. I know a couple kids in that, good kids. Um, I'm gonna go see that for sure. This week, February 27th through March 3rd at 7:30 at night, uh, is the play Speech and Debate by Stephen uh, Stephen Stefan. I'm really not sure. Stephen Karam who is no idea on that pronunciation either. Um, he is a winner of the Pulitzer Prize for the play The Humans. Um, he also wrote Speech and Debate, which is what UND is doing. Uh, let me just read the story quick. Three teenage misfits in Salem, Oregon, discover they are linked by a sex scandal that's rocked their town. When one of them sets out to expose the truth, secrets become currency, the stakes get higher, and the trio's connection grows deeper in this searching fiercely funny dark comedy with music uh so it it was very well received in new york where it premiered Uh, and i i'm looking forward to that because i've been meaning to read this but now i don't have to read it i can go see it as it was originally intended to be experienced um sometimes reading play for those of you who do not know and are not theater majors um or minors or even remotely interested in theater sometimes reading plays is a total pain it's like, I can't, ima- I, nope, sorry, stop. Um, by the way, Neil Simon, not one of those playwrights. Reading a Neil Simon play is, is delightful. Um, but sometimes it's like, I can't get, I'm sorry, I can't get through this. No, nope, I need, I need five other people and we need to sort of act out what's happening. Um, so that'll be good. Um, and in April, uh, Red River High School, uh, go Rough Riders, um, is doing Man of La Mancha. Um, that'll be good. Um, I hope to see it. Uh, And that'll be fun. Uh, Comments. uh, Question number eight. Comments about everyday observations. Um, Skittles are junk candy. There I said it. I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot, hard and fast on this. Um, They have the Starburst problem in that there may be in every pack three flavors, a flavor or two you don't like. So you've just paid for candy you don't want. Uh, You have to sort of segregate it out. It's a chore. I'm like, great. Now I have to sort out the red ones so I can eat a red one or a green one or whatever. And and I don't have time for that. Give me M and M's. M and M's don't play around. They're all the same, and they're fantastic. Um, uh, I for those of you who do not know, uh, I from time to time, once a week, I will take a hot yoga class because uh, I think that's funny. Uh, and sometimes on that show, they do they play the song by Nicki Minaj You A Stupid Ho and I found that to be very antithetical to Yoga's goals Uh, I think that sometimes uh, that was just weird Um, and especially because it's all women and it's I'm I'm it's led by a woman so it's probably intended to be somewhat female empowering and then to hear that song kind of throws the vibe and then sometimes I will pick up on this thing and I will maybe inappropriately laugh because I find this to be ridiculous. And it was like, what? This is fine. Arm in the air above head uh, with the, you know, the leg touching the back wall, touching the ceiling. It's very complicated. Um, so I, I, I just think that's weird and I think that should stop. I also believe that um, when you're at a bar, And a group of women go out to the bar on a Friday night, um, and they four or five or two or three women go to the bathroom at the same time. I believe it's because they're smoking weed, Um, because whenever they come out, everybody's happier, everybody's chill. Um, They go in groups because, uh, you know, puff, puff, pass. And um, everybody's super supportive from what, from tale I've heard. And I think they're just, you know, leaving out the fact that there is weed in the bathroom. And I think that's rude. Um, question number nine is weird. It's not really a question. It's just people named Greg. Um, I have a friend named Greg. He will be, uh, again, I'm, I've been doing a lot of theater talk, so I think I've earned this. Um, we're going to talk about some football on this. I kind of follow football, Baltimore Ravens, go Ravens, hashtag Ravens nation. Uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk to my friend Greg Schultz uh, about uh, some football. He is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. A fine franchise, um, and one of the loudest stadiums ever, uh, Arrowhead Stadium, Kansas City. So uh, we'll talk to him. We're gonna talk to him a lot about Kansas City, um, and as well as uh, part of the NFL. We're gonna get him among other people. Um, I don't want to drop names uh, except for Greg because I was asked for a guy named Greg. We're also gonna uh, hopefully looking to uh, partner with a fantasy football podcast. For those of you who do the fantasy football, um, I I have some guests in mind for that. Um, I believe I've gotten a very soft yes on that. Uh, We'll talk about that sometime between uh, the NFL draft in April and probably the preseason, when people start to be drafting teams in September. Uh, Final thought and word for the day. That would be... It's uh it's it's been a short month, but and maybe everybody's had a super awesome February. Um, I think February's been a bit of a long one, in only twenty eight days. So uh, let's all start March. Let's let's all be good to each other. Let's just take it slowly. Uh, thank you for listening. My name is Mark Woodard, and just remember, we are one step closer to Woodard Twenty Forty.